Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Stand up for your country two weeks before Christmas Eve. Closing in. So uh, President Biden is in a party mood. In fact, that's the only thing on a schedule uh, today is a little party at the DNC. A little they call it a holiday gathering. OK, not Christmas, not Hanukkah, holiday, holiday celebration. That's it. That's all uh, Mr. Biden's doing today. Meantime, inflation roaring out of control. Latest data in today. Wholesale prices rose almost 10 percent from a year ago. All right. This is the highest, fastest inflation rate ever. Ever. So the media will probably try to black this out or diminish it as much as possible. But this is media proof because you and me and everybody else living in this country are feeling the pain. And the media can try to ignore it, can kind of mitigate it. It's not going to work. This is the biggest disaster I have seen for a president since the Jimmy Carter gas line situation in the 1970s. So those of you who were around back then, you know, you had to wait in long lines just to fill up your car. And that sunk Carter. Now, Biden... Uh, you know, it's nice he's going to the party and I'm glad he's in the spirit, but maybe you want to make a statement to the people about the roaring inflation, maybe just a little, because the last time that he'd said anything was more than a week ago. And here it was go. It's a real bump in the road. It does affect families when you walk in the grocery store and you're paying more for whatever you're purchasing, it matters. It matters to people. When you're paying more for gas, although in some states, we've got the price down below three bucks a gallon, but the point is, it's not gone down quickly enough. But I think it will. I think it will. Based on what? Based on what? I mean, you're promoting legislation that would spend trillions of dollars. Where do you think those dollars are going to come from? Not from me. The Treasury Department is going to have to print them. All right, print more money to give to your administration so you can give it away to people. That's inflationary. Now, I don't think Joe Biden knows anything about economics at all. I don't think he knows anything. All right, surely he couldn't stand up to an interview about it. But this is just... Okay, you don't do anything on a Tuesday. Nothing. You go to a party and we have record breaking inflation and people are going, what? What? Because working people, most working people don't have a big reserve. So the more money that goes out, yes, salaries are going up, but not nearly as fast as inflation. There is competition in the workplace. I mean, people need workers. So salaries go up, but not nearly as fast as this. And then Saki, who's supposed to provide some perspective, the presidential spokesperson, here's all she has. Go. Uh, it will ease next year. Uh, and that our supply chain issues and higher prices are rooted in the pandemic, which will subside as it gets under control. Rooted in the pandemic? Well, how so? We had the pandemic last year. 
at this time when Donald Trump was president, there was no inflation. The, the pandemic was rooted, okay, from March all the way to December 2020. No inflation. But suddenly, according to Jen Psaki, the inflation under Biden is pandemic rooted. How does that work? And, and meantime, the, uh, the White House press corps sits there going, you know, it's not like, well, well, wait a minute. There wasn't any inflation during the real storm of COVID the first eight months. But now you're saying that inflation is, is the pandemic is causing it. It just makes no sense at all because they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Now, the holiday parties on the Republican side, they should be going crazy and dancing around, all right, because this is going to sink the Democratic Party in the near future. I mean, people aren't going to vote for Democrats next November with this. And if you think there's a magic wand that the Democrats and Biden are going to wave to get inflation back down to, what was it, 2% under Trump? There isn't any magic wand. And if if the Build Back Better passes, which I don't think it will. We'll deal with that in a moment. Okay. That's just going to fuel the inflation fire. Any economist knows this. It's just, I'm sitting there going, is there anybody in the administration, anyone at all, who has any clue? I mean, open borders, Afghanistan, highest inflation rate ever. Is there anybody who knows what they're doing? And the answer seems to be no. Okay, uh, build back better. So Schumer now is saying, oh, probably not going to get it done before Christmas. Now, three days ago, we were not going to get it done. But Chucky finally realizes that in the middle of this inflationary spiral, not only Manchin and Cinema, but a lot of the other Democratic senators are going, you can't vote for this. So Manchin is the main guy. He's the Democratic senator from West Virginia. Here's what he said yesterday. Well, whatever we're considering doing or whatever uh, Congress is considering doing, they should do it within the limits of what we can afford. And that means uh, having a tax plan that, that's uh, uh, fair and equitable and keeps us competitive. Key word, keeps us competitive. Manchin is just signaling he's not going to vote for a giant corporate tax raise. He's not going to do it. I mean, whatever uh, we're considering doing, you don't know, Joe? I mean, you know, come on. This isn't going to happen anytime soon. And I said that back on December 1st. Go. So let's get the Build Back Better bill, okay? Heard anything about this this week? Have more to work. It's not going to get done this year. All right, so Biden was saying, oh, it'll get done in October, it'll get done in November, it'll get done in December. No, not going to get done. I don't think it'll ever get done. They'll have to drop it from one seven trillion to one two trillion for it even to be considered. So I'm not an oracle. I mean, all I am is a common sense, simple man. You know, I look at what's happening in a country and you can't pass. And if you if you follow this stuff and very few people do, the Congressional Budget Office comes out. This week, and it says, look, all these estimates that Biden's given you are bull. It's going to cost 10 times as much. 
all this build back better stuff and uh, climate change stuff and all it's, it's going to be way more than this. And, and, and that's the Congressional Budget Office. Those are people in charge of, of telling the politicians how much it's really going to cost. Of course, press doesn't cover that because that would make Biden look bad. All right. Meanwhile, back at the January 6th committee. So one of the, I think the most important thing we did in Florida for the Trump O'Reilly history tour was basically get on the record without any doubt at all that President Trump called for the National Guard to be deployed on January 5th, one day before the Capitol riot. And that has been established now, all right, because of the interview that I did with him over the weekend in Florida. But now the pivot from the January 6th committee, which is solely in business to take Trump off the board if he wants to run again. That's, that's what this committee is, is doing, okay? So now their, their uh, thrust is, while he didn't act quick enough to quell the riot, okay? And, and maybe that's true. I'm going to talk to you, uh, President Trump about that in Houston and Dallas' upcoming weekend. So maybe that's true. Uh, we'll see what he has to say. But that's the goal now, okay? So he didn't act quickly enough. And um, Mark Meadows, the uh, former White House chief of staff, is, being, is under subpoena to appear just to answer that. This, this um, inciting the, the uh, riot at the Capitol, that's gone now because of the National Guard thing. Now is he didn't act fast enough to tamp it down when it happened. Um, so Meadows says, look, I'm not going in. And then uh, yesterday, the committee voted 9-0 to hold him in contempt. Okay, it's an executive privilege play the Supreme Court will have to decide. And based upon the executive order that Barack Obama signed, saying that presidents who leave office still have executive privilege, the Supreme Court can't rule any other way other than for Meadows and Trump and anybody else involved with the Trump administration. It's impossible. Can't do it because they had Obama. Order is still in the books. Okay, so that's where we are there. By the way, Meadows has sued Nancy Pelosi because she's in charge of this committee um, on the executive privilege question, and that's what will get it into the Supreme Court very quickly. Okay, media corruption. Now, I, I do this every day. I'm sorry to be boring. I don't want to do it every day, but I have no choice. So we reported yesterday that on Friday, last Friday, the biggest story in the land, in the country, by far, was the Jesse Smollett guilty verdict. Okay? There was not a bigger story. It wasn't even close. The Kentucky tornadoes didn't happen until the weekend. Okay? So, everybody was covering it, but not MSNBC, run by NBC News. So, from 7 o'clock in the evening until midnight. That's prime time and more. Not one mention of the Jesse Smollett verdict on MSNBC. That's, I have never seen anything like it. Again, this is NBC News. Didn't mention it. Total blackout. Why? Because 24% of MSNBC viewers are African-American, according to uh, public Opinion Strategies Market Research Study. All right, 24%. And from the beginning, MSNBC said Smollett was innocent, that Trump people beat him up and wanted to hang him. 
over and over and over. So then when the verdict comes in and he's guilty, we don't mention it. I, I mean, it's incredible. So that was on the back of Chris Cuomo getting booted out of CNN and Chris Wallace leaving abruptly, to say the least, Fox to go to CNN. And now we have Brian Williams pending. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to CNN, but I think he's got another offer someplace else. So to, to put all this confusion and corruption into perspective, who better than our go-to media guy, Bernie Goldberg, high in the mountains of North Carolina, and he is the purveyor of BernardGoldberg.com. So where do you want to start? I mean, it's implosion in the uh, corporate media, no doubt about it. With, I want to start with your word corruption, which is the exact correct word. Let, let's, let's take the Chris Cuomo case. Um, I have said very publicly in the past that you can't cover your friends because there are too many conflicts of interest. And if you can't cover your friends, you sure as hell can't cover your brother. Uh, you can't be someone who's mapping out strategy because you have to be honest with your audience. As to whether he should have been fired or not, I don't care one way or another. And the reason I don't care is precisely because of what you just said about MSNBC. The corruption at cable news, not just MSNBC, but all of cable news is so extensive that the Chris Cuomo thing is just one aspect of it. If they fired him, that's okay with me. If they didn't, that would have been okay with me. But the corruption of cable news in general is much bigger than Chris Cuomo. All right, but you know how it works because you worked at CBS News for, I think, 75 years. I mean, you took over after McKinley was assassinated, and then you just went on uh, and on and on. So it's impossible for me to believe that Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN, didn't know that Chris Cuomo was helping his brother, Governor Andrew Cuomo. That is impossible. Am I wrong? Well, the first well, the first thing before I get to that, I have an alibi on when McKinley was shot. <laughs> I, I was not at the scene that day. I was I was at the gym that day. Look, what, what Jeb Zucker knew and what he didn't know. This is another thing that doesn't register on my give a crap meter. And Bill, it's because the corruption is too widespread. I'll tell you what he did know. He did know that CNN can't get enough of stories that make Donald Trump look bad, but they don't want to do too many stories that make Joe Biden look bad. They don't do stories about the mess at the southern border, but they do stories about Donald Trump. That Zucker, what, whatever he knew about Chris Cuomo, and I suspect you're right. I suspect that he knew more than he was saying, but he figured maybe we can get away with this. At some point he realized this is going south. I'm not going to let it affect me, Jeff Sucker. Chris Cuomo's got to go. Right. But he's not fixing the rest of the corruption at CNN. And neither, neither are any of the other people who run cable news operations fixing the corruption at their outfits. No, because the corporations don't care. They just want as much money as possible. Now, exactly. CNN is rebranding. And that's what Chris Wallace is all about. OK, so um, I was taken by surprise. Fox News was taken by surprise. They had no idea. All right. That Wallace 
uh, sign a deal with CNN. Um, and CNN, this is the first step in getting people that aren't crazy le- lunatics on the left to work for them. I think that's what's going on here, right? Well, I'd, I'd rather approach this from Chris Wallace's point of view. Why did he leave Fox News? He, he says he wants to do other things besides politics, and CNN streaming service provides that opportunity. Well, Fox has a streaming service, Fox Nation. They would have provided that opportunity. He didn't want to be part of Fox News anymore, and his departure doesn't come in a vacuum. Just last month, two prominent conservative contributors, Jonah Goldberg, no relation, and Stephen Hayes, left because they have had enough, or they had had enough, of what Fox News had become. And what it became was, as one person put it, the Trump administration in exile. And I'm pretty sure I have, in fairness to your audience, I have no inside information, but I'm pretty sure Chris Wallace left, not because CNN provided him an opportunity to do other kinds of things, but because he was fed up with what Fox News had become. I don't know about that. Um, Chris is a social creature and the winds uh, in Washington where he lives and socializes are decidedly against Fox News. They always have been, but not to this level. All right. Now, now you have abject hatred of Fox News. It was tolerated when I was there. I still got access to Barack Obama and most Democratic politicians on the factor. Now, never. The hatred is so, so high. And that's because of Donald Trump. There's no doubt about that. So I think that Mr. Wallace got an offer that paid him commiserate with what he was making at FNC. And he said, hey, this is much better for my life in general. So I'm going over there. I think that's what happened. Yeah, but that's not much different. I'm, I'm just putting a few, a, a few emphasis, a little emphasis on, on Chris Wallace's side. He could have stayed at Fox. There was nobody wanted him out of Fox. Yeah, but if he didn't, if he, he if didn't he want stayed, to be part, he didn't he want st- to be part of what Fox News has become, and that is, as I said a few seconds ago, the Trump administration in exile. It wasn't that way when you were there, Bill. It wasn't that way when I was on your show as a regular. It no, is that we were hard that- on candidate Trump, um, and we were fair and, and treated him the same way. But I, I disagree with you in the sense that. In Washington, D.C. now, if you work for Fox News, you're a pariah. Oh, I, I agree with that. You, and that wasn't the way it was five years ago. Okay. Do you, think, do you think Fox News is today what it was five years ago? No. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it, the whole right. thing has changed. But the individual show that Wallace was doing, Fox News Sunday, and his commentaries on Brett Baer and others... They didn't change. He did exactly what he did forever and could have continued doing that. Fox News management didn't come to say to Chris Wallace, you better like Trump. Uh, they never did that. Um, and, and, and he was walled off from everybody else. So what other people on Fox were doing didn't directly affect him except in the social realm. You see my point? Yeah, I'm willing to accept that. But let me ask you this. How sorry do you think and you probably have better information than I do. How, how sorry do you think Fox is that he left? It makes him look bad. I mean, it certainly does, because he was a moderating force 
the Trump people didn't like him, um, but he was only doing one show on Sunday. So it didn't matter. Um, but anybody, anybody who has been critical of Donald Trump, you could be a rock solid conservative. You could dislike everything about liberal Democrats in Washington. But if you said anything negative about Donald Trump, you were in Fox's crosshairs. And well, maybe not, not I Chris was Wallace, there, maybe uh, not Chris Wallace. I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to be on your be with you on that. Chris Wallace may have been bulletproof, but he was. But Fox mess News wasn't tolerating. But a guy like Geraldo, he he's critical of Trump sometimes. They don't. You can, you can be a liberal and be critical of Trump, but you can't be a conservative and be critical of him. But here's here's the difference. There's no order that I know of, and I'd know because my producers that I train, they're in still there over there. There's no order for anybody on Fox News to give Donald Trump favorable treatment. That doesn't yeah. happen. Okay. Hey, don't, you don't need a memo, people. Bill. What? You don't need a memo. Everybody has them. Everybody got the message. But they choose people to put on the air who are Trump supporters. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. But there's no order like MSNBC. We order you not to cover Jesse Smollett. That right. doesn't happen. See, that, that's, that's the difference, uh, the degree uh, of what's happening over there. But I agree with you that the whole tempo of FNC has changed, all right? And Chris Wallace didn't like the change. Right. And so he left. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, now, when you look at, first of all, I'm both angry and sad that traditional journalism has blown up and it'll never come back, in my opinion, in this country, because these corporations don't care about information. They don't care about the American people. All they want to do is make money. Okay. So I'm angry because I see the corruption every single day. I have to live it. I mean, just the Trump tour, the corruption on that, the reporting on that was just staggeringly dishonest. And I'm sad because it hurts the country. Who, who are we going to have watching these politicians now? There's nobody left. It, it doesn't make me angry and it doesn't make me sad. Not because you're wrong. Every syllable you said is correct. But because I know that I can't do anything about it. It is so far freaking gone that I could talk I'm talking into the wind when I complain about this stuff, and I'm just tired of it. They have corrupted the news. And you know what? You know who gets away with with a lot of this? The audience, because they're giving the audience exactly what the audience wants. The audience wants corruption. They'll all say, the people listening to us right now will say, that's not true. I don't want corruption. I want honesty. No, I don't think so. Some of you do. Many of you don't. Many of you want your own views, your own biases, your own values shot right back at you as you sit at home and watch television. And that's why they do what they do as you as you. All right. But all of the know. audiences are dwindling now. All of them are, are, are they're all going down so that, yes, you're correct. There are some people who want to hear uh, their own beliefs parroted right back at them. But it's the golden age of cable news and I invented it, is over. And network well, news is even worse. 
It, well, that's I can, worse. I, I can tell you why you're right. I'm just one person, but I can't count how many people have come to me and said, I can't watch that anymore. That's right. That's absolutely right. And it's the same every night. All right, go, uh, BernardGoldberg.com is a good website for you to go because Goldberg's a feisty guy and, and he, uh, he writes what he believes and then you can kick it around. And so that's what a good website does. But I, I, I noticed that unlike BillOReilly.com, which has this magnificent Christmas store, you don't have a Hanukkah store on BernardGoldberg.com. I was expecting, you know, to get some nice Hanukkah gifts. No, that's not true. We sold out of all of our menorahs and our skull caps and all the Jewish stuff. We sold no, out you, of that years, no, you ago. There are so oh, many, years ago. There are so many Jewish people watching cable and watching your show and watching my website that we just sold out. I can't I can't get enough. It's you know what? It's and the, the supply it's chain the, problems. It's you the supply get, chain. Exactly. Exactly. All it's right, Bernie. Supply chain I, problem. I, I think Hanukkah is over, but I hope you had a good one. I hope you have a great holiday, and we really appreciate you coming on. Merry Christmas to you, Bill. Okay. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. All right. So uh, there was another outrageous smash and grab. This one in Chicago. Uh, it was at a, a Lamborghini and Bentley dealership that ser- sold jewelry and watches. So two guys went in there, smashed everything, and got away with millions of dollars worth of merchandise, not cars. They stole luxury watches and uh, jewelry. Okay? They're uh, still uh, on, the, uh, on the loose, no arrests. And this is a trend now in the United States of America. But it's not a trend in Florida. And here's what I said on Saturday. Go. And I say this, Bill, there's a new phenomenon that just happened, started this week, because crime is so bad in this country. And this is another thing when these foreign leaders watch it, where I call it a pack, a pack of people, a pack, break into a store and they have all sorts of things like uh, pickaxes and Hammers, big hammers. Can I just tell you one thing? Yeah. You don't see that in Florida. You don't see it in Florida. And you, well, you know why? Because here, if they break in, you can shoot them. Yeah. So you're not going to see that here. You get to stand your ground law in Florida. So if the merchant, you come in, you start to do that, boom. You can shoot them dead.
and you won't be prosecuted. But in Illinois and New York and California, all liberal states, you can't defend your property. Okay, COVID. Uh, In the USA, 50 million now. We passed 50 million cases. Um, And we're approaching 800,000 people dead from COVID in the USA. Last two weeks, cases are up 49%, hospitalizations up 22%. That means this new variant is not as vicious as the previous COVIDs. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a continuing problem that we're going to have to live with because there are crossover cases. Even if you're vaxxed, you can get a case of COVID. But if you are vaxxed, you're probably not going to have to go to the hospital and it will be a much milder situation. Now, the Air Force has discharged 27 personnel for refusing to get vaxxed. All right. They don't, have not announced what the discharge is, but I can tell you it's going to be a general discharge. So if you serve your time in any military branch, you usually get an honorable discharge. If you commit a crime or something, you get a dishonorable. If the, you do something they don't like, but it doesn't rise, you get a general. And that's what these uh, people get. So, so far, 27 Air Force discharges, none in the Army, Navy, or Marines or Coast Guard that we know of. Mass mandates. Here are the uh, states that have them now, putting them back. California, New York, Washington State, Hawaii, Illinois, New Mexico, Oregon, Nevada, all run by Democrats. So in Florida, when I was down there, a few people had masks, but there weren't any mandates. In Texas, where we're going on Saturday and Sunday, there are no mandates. Um, The statistics don't seem to show that mandates uh, wearing masks uh, bring down COVID. But maybe they will, because now we have a stark, these states are having masks, you have to wear them, all right? These states don't, so now we have a baseline of comparison. Let's see what comes in. Okay, Mike Pence. So the uh, Republican club, the student club, at Stanford University in Palo Alto, California, wanted to invite Vice President Pence to speak on campus. Now, that's a prestigious get. All right. Former vice president comes and speaks to his student body. Seven, six decision by the undergraduate student Senate to deny funding. Now, this is terrible for Stanford University, which is a good university, one of the best. This is awful. So the president should override and say, no, we are a university that stands for free speech and the vice president is going to be allowed to speak here. But the president hasn't done that. Um, it, it just, you know, you know the media situation. The academic situation has fallen off the cliff, too, in this country. James Bond. So the last movie uh, was bad. I told you it was bad uh, in the beginning. Um, no time to die. So it's actually losing money, if you can believe this. So uh, according to um, industry analysts, they say, Variety is the, is the Bible of the showbiz community. No Time to Die had to make $900 million to break even because it cost a lot to make and then it had to be marketed globally and then it was on the shelf for a year because of COVID. So globally, uh, No Time to Die has made $771 million, uh, and so it's not going to break even. I was going to lose money. First Bond movie ever to lose money. 
The reason is that they ruined James Bond. I mean, he's not James Bond anymore. He's kind of some woke guy. Double uh, <laughs> O woke. Um, and now the creator, uh, a woman named Barbara Broccoli, producer of the series, she went on to say things might even get worse for the tape. Do you still think that Bond will always be a man? I do, because I don't think that we should be making films where women are playing men. I think we should be making more films about women and create female characters. Um, so I think Bond will, I mean, I think Bond will be a man. Non-binary, perhaps, maybe one day? Who knows? I mean, I think it's open, you know? I mean, we just have to find the right actor. So non-binary means you don't identify as a man or woman. And don't use he or she pronouns. So now 007, License to Kill, is not going to really know whether he's a guy or a gal. That sounds like a real successful formula, right? Oh, my God. Hollywood has just ruined itself. Stay in history, December 14th, 1863. President Abraham Lincoln pardons his sister-in-law. This is a great story. Nobody, I didn't know this. And I wrote Killing Lincoln. So Lincoln had a, a sister-in-law named Emily Todd Helm. She married a Confederate officer before the war. Emily was from Kentucky. So she marries this Confederate officer. He's killed in the Civil War. Emily then flees Kentucky, goes to the White House to live with her sister, Mary Lincoln Todd. Okay? So she's in the White House with Abe and Mary. And the press gets wind of it, and they're going, hey, you got a rebel living in a White House. So Lincoln's got a problem. His sister-in-law is identified the Confederate cause. So he gives her a presidential pardon. But he sends her back to Kentucky. She can't live in a White House. And there she stays until February 1930. She dies at the age of 90. So this was the first presidential pardon. Did you know that? If you knew that, you write me. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. I didn't even know that. Fascinating story. All right, we got mail, and we have a final thought on aging. We're all aging. Everybody's aging, even if you're a baby. And I have some wisdom about it. Right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get to the mail. Mark Riley, San Diego. Bill, I've been a premium member from the beginning and very grateful for your continued commitment to journalistic excellence. The clips from the history tour are outstanding. Your work is essential for the country. I really appreciate that, Mark. Norman Reinwald of La Mesa, Texas. Bill, didn't you anticipate a bunch of lies from news outlets about the Trump tour? Of course I did. Of course I did. But the problem is that we can't get the same access to refute the lies. So this guy, Seth Myers, who struggles to get a million viewers, if you can imagine, this guy's on NBC, can't get a million people to watch him because fanatical leftists or fanatical rightists, if you are a fanatical ideologue, that's not funny. So he goes on and he wails all about the tour and how bad it is and all of that. We made more money in four days on the history tour than Seth Myers makes in a year. I mean, it's, it's so absurd. But you'll never see that. You'll never hear it. Mitchell Keller, Lakemore, Illinois. Bill, I was at the Sunrise Show in Florida. It was packed house. It was so much fun going there than to a sporting event. But it's truly aggravating here, the old lies. Yeah, it is. It's aggravating. I should overlook it, but I can't. <laughs> Marty Thompson, Macon, Georgia. I drove from Macon to Orlando for the history tour. It was worth making the effort to be there. I had fun and learned some things I would not have learned anywhere else. Okay. Jan Terry, Stockton, California. Thank you, Bill, for the history tour clips. They are on BillOReilly.com. If you want to see the clips and premium and concierge members, you have a special section. So you can see a lot more. Um, for those of us who are unable to attend in person, the clips are great. From the comments of attendees, you were more than successful in keeping President Trump on point. Never easy. I do my best. All right. Um, Dave, concierge member, thank you for the clips and the discussion of the tour. I'm delighted to hear that all has gone well. As a New Zealander, I cannot be there, but like so many, I'm there in person. Well, Dave, I'm so happy you're watching us from New Zealand because you can't go out. You're locked down because of COVID. That's my column. I got to get to New Zealand. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth, I understand. I, I have never been there. I have to get there. John, uh, Bill, you did a great service to America by uncovering evidence that totally debunks the basis for both impeachments of Trump. I believe that was an, one of our most important things that we have done in the history tour. Joseph, with CNN's ratings the way they are, I'm sure they're praying for another run by Trump. What will uh, their impeachment be this time? Listen, if Donald Trump declares for president, all of the cable news operations will benefit. You know it. I mean, that's it. DeWitt, I don't think anyone is surprised that Trump will run. This explains why the left-wing press continues to devote so much time to hating him. Absolutely. They want to take him out before he can declare. Okay, so uh, BillOReilly.com Christmas store. I have brought in the ornaments. All right? This is the best. Merry Christmas, America. There they are going on my tree today. 
and the Stand Up for Your America mug. Donald Trump wanted a dozen of these, and I gave it to him. I gave him a dozen of these mugs, and, and we didn't, they, we, we used them on stage. And he goes, oh, I got to have them. Give me a dozen. And I said, okay. So anyway, go to the Christmas store, please. Uh, give concierge and uh, premium memberships to your friends and family, people you care about. This program will help them. You know that. And if you do buy premium memberships for others, we give you the bundle. Throw the bundle up there. You get free stuff all over the place. All right, Killing the Mob, huge, still selling, 4,000 copies a week. All right, you get the bumper sticker. You got the uh, Christmas ornaments free. And finally, we will see everybody in Houston um, at the Toyota Center on Saturday and at the American Airlines Center in Dallas on Sunday. Word of the day, do not be imperious when writing to BillOReilly.com. I got a little imperious this weekend. I caught myself. But I did. I have to confess. But I, I, I pulled it back. Okay, final thought on aging in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's the final thought of the day. We're all getting older, as I said, even a baby. Every day you get older, you age. So one of the things in my life that I'm experiencing now is I'm dropping stuff. <laughs> I, I, it's never happened to me before. So I usually carry a whole bunch of stuff because I got stuff all over the place. And every time I do that, stuff drops. It's like God saying, hey, you're an old guy now. You go down on the floor. You need a little exercise to get it. Does that happen to you? Are you dropping stuff? And then when I'm eating, I got, I got to kind of lean over like this. Or, you know, it comes out. It just like flies out of the plate onto my shirt. What is that? It's never happened before. Now, uh, some of you know I had the gallbladder taken out uh, four weeks ago. It was horrible. Terrible. And uh, the recovery period was a solid four weeks on it. I'm back now. But I didn't miss a day of work. I didn't take one day off. I got out of the hospital and I couldn't stand being there. All right. And uh, I did it here. Here. I didn't take any narcotics, no painkillers, a little Tylenol. Okay, that was it. This right here. Okay. If you fight, fight, fight. No matter what malady you have. Now, sometimes your malady is going to overwhelm you. Sometimes it gets too much. I thought I might be overwhelmed by this thing because I got an infection here. I got an infection there. It was bad. But I didn't let it affect my day-to-day living. I walked the terror dog. I did my programs on radio and TV. Got more sleep. Okay? Didn't eat very much. Wasn't real hungry. But I forced myself to get some protein. Okay, but it was this. And, you know, I started in my younger days as an athlete, a trained athlete. Discipline, 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 discipline. That is a key to staying in shape when you get older. Discipline. 
okay? You got to move it. Walk this, that. Don't eat the sugar. The sugar will kill you and age you, okay? Discipline, discipline, discipline. Even when you get it, all right? This, this gallbladder thing came out of nowhere, all right? Got to fight, fight, fight. It's all up here. This is where it is, all right? And you want to stay vibrant as long as you can. So thank you for watching us today. As always, we will be back tomorrow.